0: and he went and like ran after me, and then as soon as he grabbed me, I just remember collapsing.
1: Hi, my name is Daniel, and this is the death of my podcast. Today, I have talked to three siblings who, when two were teenagers and one was five years old, they lost their mom 16 years ago to the day. Today that this comes out, on Friday, it will be 16 years since her mom passed. And what a powerful, powerful conversation. And I'm just so thankful that they were open and honest and wanted to share. And I feel like this is going to help a lot of people with their siblings in particular, talking about their grief and talking about what they're going through or what they went through. Um, I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Please enjoy. Hi, it's your dad.
2: Just call me to say hi. Just check in and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. I love you.
1: Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. How are you?
3: doing good, how are you?
1: Okie (laughs) dokie, okie dokie, um, do you guys just want to say your names and how old you are?
3: Yeah, um, so my name is Tatiana and I am 30 years old.
0: I'm Natasha and I'm 31.
3: I'm Jonathan
1: and I'm 22 years old. Awesome, and who died? Mm -hmm. our mom yeah what what happened
0: i'll take it Yeah. so our mom so it
3: actually it's probably been about 16 years now on may 22nd it will be 16 years
0: and she had a surgery called the gastric bypass surgery and pretty much out of that surgery there was some complications um they took her back in to the hospital to kind of do like some I not tuning up but they just pretty much realized where they messed up went in to fix um the issues that were going on she actually came out of that surgery really well and the
3: doctors were looking at sending her home a couple days later
4: mm-hmm.
3: after they went and fixed the the problem that they did originally in the surgery
0: yeah and then Pretty much two, two days after going back into the hospital, she ended up passing away from a pulmonary embolism, which is pretty much just like
4: a blood clot to your lungs. What? Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of sudden. How old were you guys then? Yeah.
3: So I, I was 15. I was 14. And Jonathan, you were five.
4: That's
1: awful hmm. For every what it being in high school or junior high, high school. Yeah. What was that like? I guess we'll start with you guys in high school. What was that like?
3: Um. So I was actually in eighth grade, so almost high school. Um, uh, it was rough, I would want to say. Um, I just I mean, we saw our mom the day that she actually passed away. So we were in the hospital visiting her and we were um, just kind of regular visiting. And for some reason that day, it was like a little bit harder just because uh, like she was throwing up, but we didn't know why she was throwing up and she was actually throwing up blood, but we thought she was actually perfectly fine. And when we left the hospital, my dad took us and he was like, all right, Um, kids look up at the window your mom's uh, you know probably saying bye and waving to you guys as you were getting in the car so wave goodbye not knowing that was actually going to be the last wave or the last goodbye that we send off to her in a parking lot right Um, but I feel like it was kind of rough I mean especially being you know 14 hitting puberty all these emotions are happening but then also just realizing you know we don't have our moms in our lives anymore and before then we didn't really have our dad in our lives either so it's kind of going into like a shock of now having to survive not having our mom when she was really the only one there for us
1: yeah and jonathan well do you remember that day as well
2: i don't i don't i don't think i remember the day that she passed i remember the day they sat me down because like I was five I was really young I kind of didn't even like have time to process or understand really what was going on I mean I remember going to see my mom in the hospital and seeing her in the bed I just don't remember comprehending like she was sick and it was something that was severe and you know something that was life-threatening I honestly have no idea so I don't really recall like certain memories like that because to my child brain, I don't know, it just wasn't comprehending that it was something serious. So I remember the day them telling me, I don't remember
4: mm-hmm. that
1: day physically. What, what was it like the day they sat you down? Like, can you bring yourself back to that time?
2: Yeah, I do, I remember my dad sitting me down with my two older sisters, and I remember them telling me, like, now, even as I think about it, my I just didn't yet process it. Even when they told me, I had a couple of days to comprehend it. I just never really, like, understood,
4: fully understood the situation.
1: Yeah. Natasha, do you feel like you took on, like, the role of being the oldest sibling? What was it like for you?
0: Yeah. No, I think... And sorry to go back to Jonathan's story. I do remember, which I feel like kind of plays into like the childlike innocence, but I do remember telling you and you were like, oh, so she's like one of
3: our angels now.
5: Mm-hmm. And okay.
3: so it was like, you weren't able to process, but you mm-hmm. knew.
4: Like, you knew mom
3: was an angel and you said, okay, she's up with God now. And we're like, yes. And he was like, okay, so she's my angel now. And we're like, yeah, she's your angel.
2: Oh, that's
3: cute. I was, cute. I was just young. <laughs> yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But, yeah. Yeah, but to go to your question, Daniel, yeah, I guess I was I was 15, and I think prior to what T was saying, or my sister, um, our dad wasn't really around that much. So I was kind of almost co-parenting with my mom. As far as, I mean, my sister was my, close to my age, but Jonathan was younger. So when she passed, it kind of was like, all right, well, this solidifies it. Now I'm, I'm kind of having to step into this role. So yeah, I remember being 15 and then two months later I got my license and I turned 16 and I, yeah, I became, I became sort of like mom mm-hmm. and then, you know, my sister helped out and then luckily my grandma was around and kind of stepped in too, which is my mom's mom. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't me alone, but I think just naturally knowing that I was the oldest, I just wanted to kind of step in and be there as much as I could for them.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Most of the time that day is like embedded in people's brains, but it's like the weeks after are just a blur. Yeah. Everything's a hot mess. Would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I know exactly that whole day um i remember i it, i was in 8th grade so i was having an 8th grade dance so i remember my dad taking me to go dress shopping and then we took the dress and we went to go see my mom right after at the hospital and i tried it on and i showed her even like that day for me like when like she was throwing up and she was like coughing up blood we didn't know like what was happening so you know we were taking care of her but then even when like we went home, we were at a party, right? So like we went to this party and our cousin was supposed to pick us up. But my uncles picked us up like an hour before than what we were actually supposed to. And it was me, my sister and our cousin Ponchi where we were all in the car and my uncles were just like silent. And my sister got like a phone call and they got so pissed. They're all like, hang up the phone, hang up the phone, hang up the phone and not realizing for us what happened my aunt lived across the street from my grandparents. So we pull up to my grandparents' house and all of our family is just like on the line. So my first instinct was, Oh crap, it's my grandpa. And I run up and I'm like, where, we call him Kako. I was like, where is he? Where is he? Like, where's Kako? And they're like, no, 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 like he's fine. And we're like, okay, like, what do you mean? Like, why, why is everyone here? Like what's going on? And that's when my Dio Lucas, he was like, well, I have to tell you something. And so they speak Spanish and they told us like, tu se like, which means like your mom passed away. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, no, like, that's not true. I just saw her and they're like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like it really happened. And I was like, no, like that. No, like we literally just saw her. Like, let's go call her. And they said, no. And then I think it took like maybe a couple minutes to process. And then I started crying because I was just in such a shock. And I remember just like us crying, but then trying to run to the hospital to like go see her. Mind Mm -hmm. you, the hospital was like 45 minutes from like where (laughs) we were. So it's like me running to go to a hospital was like not. But yeah, so we ended up that day we went and – Wait. So, did you went running? I thought I was the one that went running. I think we both tried to go running. I feel like we were just like, "Get us out of here! We need to go see her." So, you yeah. went. You were trying to get run out of the car to go see her. I remember that. So, our aunts and our uncles put us inside of a car, and mind you, it's already like at eleven thirty, almost 1130. twelve o'clock yeah. at this point. And so, we get to the hospital. They let us in through like a back door. I remember like a nurse letting us in through like the back door and we run up into her room and it's my uncle, my dad and my aunt are there. And we just kind of laid with her body. Her body was still there and there was only like her body was like lukewarm, but there was still a couple like warm spots like in her like arm crease or like certain areas. And we just laid there until we pretty much got kicked out. But that's what I remember from that day. And then obviously we didn't sleep or anything. Yeah. It's, it is kind of
0: funny how everyone remembers it differently.
1: Yeah. How do you remember it?
0: (laughs) I remember the same thing that, you know, us being in a car, getting, and a friend had called me and my, my uncles kind of panicked. I think they were just worried that someone else was calling us to give us the news that she had passed away. And then, getting to the front of my grandma's house and then our uncle in Spanish telling us that she had passed away. And that I remember just asking like, wait, my mom, like uh-huh. trying to confirm, like maybe they got it wrong. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, your mom. And I, that's where I remember that I just took off running. Uh-huh. And it's, it's kind of weird. Cause I think I've heard other people have said, like just, you know, in the years of, Sharing stories of people losing people,
4: mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of interesting to see that. I don't know why running for some people is a natural reaction, <laughs> but I just remember taking off, and then one of our neighbors happened to be out and oh, Garza, he, yeah, Garza, and he went and like ran after me, and then as soon as he grabbed me, I just remember collapsing mm-hmm. and just kind of crying on the sidewalk for a little bit until like he was able to finally get me to walk back to my grandma's house and yeah i just remember walking into my grandma and my grandpa's house and seeing their faces like of course it's hard losing our mom but to think my grandma and my grandpa to think that they also lost their daughter and that's i mean i guess you know you just never as as what how they would say they just never thought that they were going to have to see that day
4: or bury mm-hmm. their
0: child
3: before they would have to mm-hmm. yeah so you guys,
1: you guys already got me tearing up and it's only been 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like the earliest yet.
3: Yeah. Jonathan, do you remember the day of? Yeah, honestly. I mean, as you guys were
2: telling your stories, I was running into my head. Yeah, I, I couldn't help but remember pretty vividly. Mm-hmm.
4: And what I do remember is like the the scenario you were explaining up there
2: is all of the uncles on the grass, and all of them, because like they said, Our grandma lived literally like right across the street Mm -hmm. from one of our other uncles. So I remember being in the house with Abuela. um, I was was just a kid at that time. I was running around watching TV, I don't know, eating ice cream. Just, you know, just being a kid at at our house. And I remember the phone rang and I went and I got the phone. And it was Theo Frank, which is my grandma's, which is my mother's only brother. So it was my mom, my Theo Frank. It was just two kids from my grandma and grandpa. And uh, he was on the phone, and he was like, let me talk to Joella." And I just remember, like, a very serious tone. I, I remember it being very, like, okay, like, that was a little strange. And, like, I remember giving it to,
5: to, to my grandma. And, like, um, four or five seconds on
2: the phone, and she just, like, just screaming. And, like, I don't know, whenever I hear my grandma scream, it's a very painful, like, memory. I don't like, you know, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing to hear my grandma scream, and I just, it was just such a high-pitched, like, noise that just, I don't know, stuck in the back of my mind for a long time, and I just never really, like, she didn't tell me, and
5: we just went outside, and we went across the street, like my sister said, all of my
2: cousins and aunts and uncles were across the street, and... We're Latino. We're Spanish. We have a big family. There was like (laughs) 20. It's like 20 of us on the front line. I just never really like understood until like someone, I mean, I remember you guys sitting me down the next day
4: and telling me, but I don't know, like, I guess you guys are innocent of a kid. You guys told me that my
5: mother was kind and I was just like, Oh, okay. So she's our angel. Like Mm -hmm. it never really processed to me, but I do. As I got older, I
2: played all those memories that I just described in my mind and
1: you know i realize it now but back when i was a kid it's just a memory how has this affected the three of you
3: usually are together
1: together did it change your guys relationship
3: i would say yeah it definitely made us a lot closer i mean you have to think we kind of raised each other right um our grandpa passed away two months exactly after my mom So, my mom is May 22nd, and her dad, our grandpa, was July 22nd. So... another very difficult thing. You're right. So, I mean, I think my grandma was trying to cope with her husband and daughter passing away within two months of each other. So, she would, like, come and take care of us, but she also had her own house. So, I feel like for us three we had to kind of raise ourselves, but then look out for one another too. You know, I mean, Jonathan was only five. So we, we try to do as much as like what our parents did when we were kids. So we were always trying to put him in soccer. We were always trying to make sure we were doing school activities with him, or if it was um, a holiday or Halloween or Valentine's day, I always made sure that he had uh, Valentine's Day cards or treats to give to his class just because that is something that my mom would always do for us. So I never wanted him to feel that he didn't have that, even though my mom wasn't there. So I feel like we were always trying to, and I feel like even now to this day, like we always try to still represent our mom in the littlest ways. But I think being younger, I think it did bring us closer, I wanna say.
0: Well, I think it's also, I remember being or thinking, oh, wow, we're, we're those kids that you hear or you watch in movies, or it felt like you would only see in movies, uh-huh. being like these young kids that lost their parents. Right. Yeah. And so I think just that in itself, I mean, maybe just people didn't really speak about losing their parents as much as maybe people are opening mm-hmm. up about it now. But I just yeah. remember being like, oh, wow, we're. We're those kids now that right. our mom died.
4: Yeah, right? Yeah. That was, that was the strangest thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or showing up to school and people, like, knowing, like, oh, you're the one. Oh, you're the kid that, like, like their your mom, mom just died. died. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That was my next question is, like, how did your friends react? What was that like when you told them for all three of you?
0: As far as telling my friends, I remember having a, like, again, because you had, like, house phones then I didn't have a cell phone yet. So it was like taking the house phone and remembering like to tell myself to be strong enough to get through the parent. Cause usually you'd have to call and say like, mm. Oh, you know, can I talk to so-and-so? So I remember just like telling myself, okay, just be strong enough so that the parent like can't tell that I'm crying or ask you questions yes. or ask me questions. Like I just wanted to be able to talk to my friend mm. so again, back then like having that extra layer of like, okay, I need to deliver this news. Um, You know what? Friends actually showed up. I think Mm -hmm. that was the shocking part. And again, we're, we're 15, 14. And then Jonathan was five. But I think for, for being that young, like, I remember my friends the next day, just being like showing Mm -hmm. up one after the other. Like, I always remember these two guy friends that I was friends with, and they each brought a flower and they were like, we don't know, were we supposed to do this? But we just felt like we should. Mm -hmm. And like that memory will always stick with me because I'm like, I don't even know what you should be doing either. (laughs) But it's nice that you did that. But yeah, I think again and like Jonathan said, we're we're Hispanic and my dad is one of six and then my mom has one brother. My mom um was Cuban and in the Cuban culture you grow up with a lot of people thinking they're your cousins and aunts and uncles and they're Mm -hmm. really not. But even just that following day, I remember
4: our in, in whole a,
3: house was full. Our whole house was full. Right?
5: Like,
3: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember full, like there was people there. It, it was just a lot of everybody. So, I mean, it was like hard. I, I think the hardest part for me was not having to tell my friends, but I remember my aunt giving me my mom's phone book and saying, okay, like, here, you have to call your mom's friends and let them know that your mom passed away. So I think that was, I it was kind of weird, right? Either like my aunt or my dad did that. And it's because one, my aunts don't really speak that much English. So we had to relay the news of our mom passing to all of her friends. And we did a pretty good, my aunt, well, she's not really our aunt, but it's it was my mom's <laughs> friend. They've known each other since like birth, but she's our aunt she did tell all of like the closest friends and family on that part and that side. But it was the friends that my aunt didn't have association with where we had a call and let them know. So I feel like that was harder for me. And I remember that, but I also do remember, I don't remember this, but my friend from like junior high just messaged me on mother's day when I posted something of my mom and I, I feel terrible for not remembering, but I want to tell you guys. And he said, hey, I know it's been a long time that we've talked, and I hope you're doing well and staying healthy. I'm not sure if it's appropriate, but I wanted to share a memory that I had of us. We were on the school bus, and I can't remember where we were going, but I think we were going coming back or going to a field trip. I remember you had just found out that your mom passed away, and you – just got back to school and you were really sad i was sitting next to you and i told you that my mom passed away also i remember that i didn't want you to feel alone and i actually think about that memory a lot um and just hope i didn't intrude but the fact that like also when i was little i had somebody in my class also kind of go through the same thing as me but I didn't remember this. And he brought up that memory and now kind of starting to think about it. I kind of do remember him telling me on the school bus and me and him talking about how both of our moms have passed when we were both young.
1: Even when you're that young, once you're in that club, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all of a sudden you relate on a whole nother level.
3: Right. And I feel like he was like, I wanted to tell you this because I didn't want you to be alone. Which is so awesome to think as a 14-year-old person or 13, 14, Mm -hmm. that he still felt like even at that young age, like we're now both part of this club kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I think that's the answer to like grieving and getting through grief is just community and realizing that we're not doing this alone. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I think I remember, like, I remember the moments most when someone, someone has lost somebody and I get to say, me too. And I think for people on that side too, to just be like, wow, so you do know what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's ever a reason to be like, well, maybe this is why my mom died, but it's also, it's more like a, well, you know what? As hard as it is to say, like, maybe I'm glad my mom died. Cause now like, look at this whole new pool of people that I can relate to. And be there for in a way that I wouldn't be able to if this wasn't part of my story
4: or our story. Mm -hmm. What was your mom like?
2: She was the most outgoing, bubbly, loudest person. If you know, okay, if you know any Cubans, then you might have an idea of
5: who my mom was. Mm -hmm. Cubans are uh, loud, kind of, you know, hard headed. But she was
2: very, she was a very like bubbly and outgoing in person and she'd make friends with anybody and everybody and mm-hmm. you know, just everybody knew her, everybody that knew her loved her. She was just that kind of person.
3: Yeah, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, she...
2: You guys, you guys might have a little bit more, you know
4: details because you
3: guys were older you know yeah that's what I, remember, I mean that's yeah that's really like she everyone loved her she was very loud she was very you know oh my gosh like so exciting but then you know memories that we hear from her like when she was in high school you know she she was a fighter you know she had a tough attitude and she was um kind of a no bullshit attitude I would want to yeah. say right um But she was just so loving as well. I think, you know, she really did everything for Natasha, Jonathan, and myself. She really did do anything and everything that she can, you know. Um, When our dad wasn't in our lives, we had to live in a small two-bedroom apartment that was not the best people in the neighborhood around, right? But she worked her butt off to make sure we got back into the school district that we grew up in back into the neighborhood that we grew up in and even though it wasn't the nicest house but she sacrificed kind of everything for her three kids and that's really what i remember but then i always remember her like being on the phone too she was like a phone person so natasha is very much of this (laughs) straight she is 24 7 on the phone with Anybody and everybody, and that was exactly my mom too. She would just sit on the couch with her um, feet up on the couch, talking to everybody. Yeah, and I think that's something I kind of
0: I took from her, realizing like, wow, look how much time she invests in people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at, at a certain point, you're like, you know, how long can you talk to someone on the phone? But yeah, they're right. I could I could call someone and be on the phone for hours. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think. True to what they're saying she was really fun and outgoing and but I think the biggest thing I like and now just being older and realizing she she was a fighter, not only again, in like junior high, she was pretty like physical as a fighter, but I think now in her older years, she uh-huh. was a fighter in in a lot of ways, I mean a, something that they didn't, we didn't get to really touch on, but five years oh, right. prior to her her dying. She had colon cancer. So okay. she had to go through chemo and. He was well, right after Jonathan was born. Yeah.
1: How old was she when she passed?
0: She was 40. 40.
1: You guys are 31 and 30. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, how, like, imagine being in her position. Isn't that so crazy? You
0: no, know, it's kind of gnarly to think about that I'm only, yeah, like, eight, nine years shy and she'd already had three Every kids. Case. I mean, I just feel like she had already lived so many lives.
4: Yeah.
1: Can each of you share a memory of your mom? I
2: think I think I've said it before, too. I remember when um this is when, yeah obviously when I was like four or five the whole Dragon Ball Z thing I was watching Dragon Ball Z all the time um, and I remember um I remember like she was walking while we were watching Dragon Ball Z and I told her like I wanted a toy I wanted a toy I wanted the Dragon Ball Z toy and you know she didn't know who was goku or who was who or this and i remember i remember going to this preschool i don't remember the name of the preschool but i remember her picking me up she would pick me up every day you know come sign me out and i'd walk over and i remember this time she signed me out and put me in the seat and everything and i remember her walking to the door and then coming back and walking around and opening the door and she had this little it was awesome. just like I was just so happy. I remember, I was just so excited to have this little Dragon Ball Z toy, and that's one of my favorite memories. I don't know. It's just something I remember always. I thought you were it gonna,
3: like, I thought you were gonna say the memory of when mom would always, when she would drop us off at school, you would give her the look, and then she'd be like, your
4: Donald's pancakes." Uh huh. You would always.
3: Yeah. Ah. I'm trying to remember one of mine, but I don't know. I think it's just been so long. Do you have one? Yeah. So again, I feel like the common theme you'll
0: start to hear is my mom wasn't really about school. So again, if, if oh, she could sign my brother, yes. if she could sign my brother out of school early to like stoke him out and show him a toy she bought him, she's gonna do it.
2: Yeah. exactly.
0: And then a common thing in our house was if it rained outside, it all of a sudden became a Cuban, Cuban holiday. A Cuban holiday. <laughs>
4: yeah, so I
0: this. yeah, so it it was like this fun moment of like you'd see it you'd wake up in the morning and it was sprinkling and you're like, "All right, so we'd run to mom's room and just like look at her and like, "Huh, Cuban holiday?" and she's <laughs> like,
4: "You like, look, it's raining."
0: Yeah, yeah. which I don't know how the schools didn't catch on that, <laughs> <enough>, but <laughs> it was raining, and we asked her, you know, can we have a Cuban holiday, and she was and she like, said, yeah. yeah,
3: so, but then she goes, let me call your aunt to see if your cousins want to have a Cuban holiday, too, yeah. so then she called our aunt, and she was like, hey, like, do you want to come over? We'll cook the kids breakfast, and because it's, like, raining, and so she was like, yeah, so my cousins came over. Yeah.
0: And then somehow this escalated to us calling our friends and pretty much being like, and convincing everyone to just ditch school that day. It's a Cuban holiday. It's, it's a Cuban raining. holiday. We'll convince your parents or just, you know, don't go. And I don't know how she was fine knowing that these kids were all ditching, but right. um, somehow we knew that everyone was ditching and we like, we like, all right, everybody come over at like nine 30. And so before people came over, she's like, all right, we're turning this into, like, a diner. Uh Like, we're going to offer four things. You guys start creating the menus. So we, like, got pieces of paper, made menus, and then once everyone started to get there. And we we... set up, like, tables and chairs, like, long (laughs) tables and chairs. It was literally, like, a full-on thing. Yeah. And, yeah, so my aunt came over, and between the two of them, they pretty much turned the kitchen into,
3: like, a diner. <laughs> a diner. And they served all of us and took our orders and with the notepad and everything, we just all hung out. Yeah.
4: I
1: love it.
3: I would want to say that's probably my favorite, like, memory, just because it was so much fun.
1: How fun is missing school and then having your favorite memory come out yeah. of that? Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. I remember that a lot. I actually have another one, too, where it was, like, one of the first days of school, and... I remember we weren't allowed to put on mascara, but we were allowed to curl our eyelashes. And then I was like, Mom, I just like my eyelashes are blonde. I really need mascara. She goes, here, I can give you clear mascara, and then you can put on that, and then that way you can look like you have something, but you don't. I'm like, gosh, and I just hated that. I, like, was so pissed and so mad because I was like, I'm in eighth grade. I should wear mascara. And, Mm -hmm. nope, I got clear. I got clear mascara. So... I do remember that.
1: <sighs> where would you say, you know, it's, we're just shy of sixteen years. Where, where would you say the three of you
4: are now in your grief, in your grieving process? Mm, I feel
3: like I'm okay most days. I would want to say maybe ninety. Maybe like 85 to 90% of the year. I mean, it's been 16 years, but I still feel like I get really sad and emotional thinking about when her birthday comes along or when Mother's Day happens or when the 16 year mark comes. But I think I also get really sad and emotional now that a lot of my friends are married and have kids that. You know, my mom's not going to be there the day that I get married Um, or she's not going to be able to meet the guy that like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, or she will never be able to meet her grandkids. So for me, that's where I feel like my grieving process is not still fully healed. And I don't think it ever will be just because, you know, losing a parent or losing anyone in general is just so hard. Um, but I feel like that's really where I struggle in my grieving process is just knowing and just kind of wishing those really important days and those important moments that I will have in my life that I won't be able to experience it with her.
4: Yeah.
3: A
0: couple of years after my mom passed away, I did go and went to like this grieving group and got to talk about a lot of, a lot of my feelings and realizing I was holding on to a certain moments or things that i needed to let go but you know like the older i get i think there's just other you know seasons of life that you realize like there's a new a new way or a new i guess like a new season of grieving Mm -hmm. where it's like you you grieve the loss and like the the days of feeling like how am i going to get on without them and then you kind of move forward to, Oh, here comes graduation day. I have to grieve the the loss mm-hmm. of knowing she's not going to be there for this moment. Mm-hmm. And then it's entering the season of, I'm now in my thirties. Like sh- my, my sister was saying, we're going to start having kids and just knowing, okay, now I kind of have to mourn the idea of knowing my mom will never be there for that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also, I don't even know if this is a part of grief and I don't know if anyone has touched on this, but what's getting weird for me and I'm almost kind of like having to like deal with this is when someone just dies, like you can't imagine your life without them. But then it turns into a new point where you have to kind of almost try to remember it. Them because you've almost lived most of your life without them, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. And
0: I think that's even a really hard thing to go through to even say that. I feel so guilty to say like, how would I not be able to remember all the yeah. details of yeah. my mom, her smile, her mm-hmm. laugh, her voice?
3: <laughs> well, you just look at me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my sister's like a spitting image of her, <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: uh-huh. but blonde version. So they say I look identical, like body type, face attitude. Yeah. I am her twin. But
0: yeah, I just, I think there's just this new, there's this new season of my life where I'm more recently trying to find myself trying to remember her. And then when I do start to remember her, it's then going through the, oh shoot, she's not going to be there for the day that I get married or the day I have my first child. Um, so yeah, I guess I would say that most of the time i'm good and then there's times where you realize it's it's still an ongoing thing Mm -hmm. because there's different moments and different times where you're going to feel different ways
4: Jonathan,
2: for me it was a lot more different than it was for you guys the healing process and i mean to go back and address the original question I'd say my healing process, like I'm pretty much ninety percent healed. I would say ninety-five. It's just like you guys had those days that mm-hmm. you know sometimes you start thinking about it and it hits home. You know, it just it hits. But for the most part, like you know, I I was five when she when she passed, so I pretty much raised myself, or not really. My sisters raised me. You know, my grandma raised me. I just never really had like a mother figure. So when you know, throughout my teenager years, and I'm barely 22 now, but you know, I would always think about the idea of like, okay, how different would I be if I did have a mother figure? If I did have like a a mom to go home to every day, and this and that, and like you said, like graduations and you know, just words of encouragement and things like that, how different would I be if I did have a mother figure?
4: Mm
5: -hmm.
2: And I think sometimes I do look for that and you know, girlfriends and you know you know i mean that dad can't really replace it but my two older sisters right here you know that i kind of really looked up to them i think they played the motherly role and i i'm pretty much healed to like i said just sometimes you know on mother's day or her birthday kind of think about it you know it's sometimes random it just kind of hits you you know and you break down and you mm-hmm. start crying and You think about how different you would be, or how much better life could be if that's the situation. You know, just how different it would be. And if the results of everything that we are today, everything that is today, if the results would be much different, or, you know, how things would have played out. Uh I think that's the biggest part is that what gets me is that
4: how would the, how, how different would I be if if she was around? Yeah, Yeah, totally. Do you guys celebrate her birthday,
1: Mother's Day, the day she died? Like, do you guys have any traditions or anything you guys do every year on any of those days?
3: No, and we were actually just talking about that too. And I guess because we, both of us, like we all, well, me and Natasha, we live with each other, but Jonathan lives at home with our dad. Um, We don't really have much traditions i think for me i like maybe i just like play like salsa music just to kind of remember her by and maybe just like look at some old photos of her or of us in the beginning
0: we used to um she is buried at the forest lawn in glendale and glendale is where she grew up most of like junior high to high school and we used to drive out to Glendale and then uh, we used to stop at Porto's Bakery. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Porto's. Porto's. <laughs> uh, we'd stop at Porto's Bakery, grab, grab
3: a few things to eat. Yeah. It, yeah. And we grew up eating like Porto's. Like my mom grew, like knows um, the now owners, the, all the kids. Cause she went to school with all of them. So, Going to Porto's and eating Porto's is like a natural thing for us. I mean, we were eating it when we were in her womb. So (laughs) in her womb. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) sorry. So yeah, pretty much what we used to do is we would drive to Glendale, go to Porto's, pick up a few things. Mm -hmm. Um, We would stop at the same flower shop that was like down the street. Yeah, Yeah, down the street from the cemetery. And we'd pick carnations, mm-hmm. usually like two or three different colors. And then once we would get there, it was like we would go to work. We'd clean the I don't even yeah, know what either. it's I don't even know
3: what it's called. Like, it's just like the grass, the like plaque. weeds that grow up next yeah. to the, like the plaque. The, is it called the plaque? Hmm. The yeah, grapestone. the gravestone. The
4: yeah, gravestone. There you
0: go. There we go. Um, so we would go and clean it off and like rinse it, and then around the border of like the st- like the plaque. We would put little holes, and then you we'd put carnations in each of the holes that pretty much created like a flower border around mm-hmm. it around the and so then once once the flowers were put in, everything looked spotless, and like we like were happy with how it looked. Mm-hmm. We would then sit down and enjoy the pastries and just kind of hang out. Mm-hmm. so that's something we used to do a lot more often. and yeah,
3: I we mean something, really. and something
0: we could keep doing, but. Yeah, we used to
3: do that pretty often.
4: Bring yeah. it back.
3: I know. I, know. I, I think too for... And, and it's because my mom and my grandpa are buried with each other
5: because mm. they
3: happen so soon. So every time we go see, like, my mom, we would see my grandpa too and we would decorate both. Mm. But you know what's weird is
0: cemeteries, I think, are different for each person. Like, personally for me, I, I don't know. I don't get... Besides it being like a moment to hang out and I'm always down to hang out with my sister and my brother and like have a day and a memory. It's, I I think to me, it's almost a a bad memory going back to the day of your, her funeral. Oh, right. So for me, as much as I love hanging out with my brother and my sister and having a memory and having like a day to spend and like think about my mom, Mm -hmm. that day was really rough for me. Um when it came down to the time of like the actual burial part, I just remember, I don't think I knew how to properly cry that much when I was younger. (laughs) So I would start to hyperventilate and then, but you've only done like hyperventilate like mom's funeral. Yeah. Well, so then on the funeral day at the burial, I just remember hyperventilating to the point where I passed out. And so they had to take me to the car. So I think for me, it brings me back to that moment of Mm -hmm. this reality of, oh, my mom is actually gone. So I think the cemetery is kind of a weird thing for me. Yeah. So I wasn't like I, – I was down to go to the cemetery and do the whole pastry and flower thing, but I think along with creating new memories, it was mm-hmm. also me having to let go of that bad memory.
3: Yeah. But And I feel like I have a different memory from, like, mom's funeral too. Like, I mean, I remember – the the butterfly landing on mom's casket and then going up and flying away and then on Gakko's funeral another butterfly landed on his casket Um, i mean on mom's funeral day it was white and then on Gakko's it was yellow and then when the yellow butterfly got up to fly away it met up with the white butterfly and the two butterflies flew away together So that's kind of, like, what I remember from, like, mom's funeral. Obviously, I remember you passing out, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) like, that's kind of, like, what I take. And so whenever I see kind of a yellow or a white butterfly, it reminds me of mom and Kako's funeral. And then on Kako's funeral, the two butterflies flew off together. Like, for me, signifying that they're both in peace with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jonathan
0: actually didn't go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you guys might have thought I was too young to go. I mean, I don't remember having a personal opinion on whether I would go or not. I don't remember anyone asking
3: me. I think it was dad's call. I think, I mean, we were so distraught, we were so young. I think it was dad that made the decision of him not wanting you to be scarred of that memory.
4: Yeah,
2: I think. Uh, I was- I always kind of regret him having that decision. Because, yeah. You know, I always kind of wish I do
4: went. I did go. I yeah. I did.
3: You know, I never really got that closure. You know. Mhm. That's that's
4: the thing.
3: Yeah, and I think remember I remember Dad saying that he did that because he wanted you to remember the good memories of Mom instead yeah. of like remembering her like in a casket. Yeah, no, that's
2: understandable. And,
3: yeah. You know, like, like. Natasha was saying, I,
2: I'm not a huge fan of, like, celebrating the day that she passed or, you know, of course, celebrate her birthday and Mother's Day. But, you know, I'm not a huge fan of going to cemeteries either and you know, or celebrating the day that she passed. I always thought it was dumb. I mean, I understand I'm not knocking it. I understand people do it as a celebration, you know, but to me, I just never wanted to bring myself back to that memory mm-hmm. to celebrate it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Well, I say after doing this podcast, I think we decide, like, it's not too late to start a tradition. So maybe, maybe we, we think of something that, like, makes us all feel happy. I
3: mean, you and Jonathan do this. I mean, we kind of did it last year. You wore her um, chain necklace. Jonathan wore her, like, Cuba island that said, like, Cuba. So – like, we yes. still have, like, jewelry of, like, our mom, So, like, we wear it all the time, too. So, I mean, I guess that is kind of, like, a tradition for us as well
4: hmm. in
3: a small way.
1: If each of you could say one thing to her now, what would you tell her?
3: Yikes, I don't. Yeah. A one a
0: thing.
2: One.
0: I feel like, how do you cram 16 years of wanting to tell them something? Yeah.
2: Yeah, in a one. I mean... There's nothing I can say that's like, uh, you know, that's hateful. I, I can't, I, you know, I'm not mad. I was never was mad that she was gone. I mean, the only thing I can probably say is that I hope that she's, you know, taking care of us. I hope that she's happy with the life that she lived. And I hope that she's happy with what she gave us and what we're becoming. And we'll, you know,
4: the the footing that she gave us to become the people that we are that's a good one to know that that she's happy
2: with the people that we're becoming she's happy with the life that she lived everything that she created
4: yeah that's really good
2: what about you girls
3: (laughs) i'm like (laughs) i mean i don't know if it's like just one thing i mean obviously like i have like so many questions and there's a part of me that feels like she probably already knows this about us, like that
0: we're yeah. living the best lives we can. And it's thanks to her. I think if I were to see her, <laughs> I would probably <laughs> just say, Asu God. Oh, oh, yeah. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's. Um, there's this. Seviak- Seviak- yeah. She's a salsa artist. And. A Cuban salsa artist. artist, And that's kind of like her signature phrase, which my mom loved to say. I feel like if I just saw her now and I just would say, I think she would just bust out laughing. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what I would want to see from my mom. Yeah. Is her just laughing about... Yeah. You know, it's just like a... I think kind of more like an inside joke Mm -hmm. that we would be able to just say.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe the one thing that i would tell her is that like or even maybe just like ask her like like are you like yeah are are have you been proud of like who we've become today
4: yeah.
3: and i think i say that because i feel like we're all three of us are very independent like and I think maybe just ask her, like, are you proud of, like, who we are today? And that, like, obviously, like, I would always, like, love her and miss her. Mm -hmm. And, like, I hope we made her proud.
4: What
1: is something as siblings you guys can relate on, you know, that other siblings going through grief can relate on? Like, what is something you as a collective, like, something, I'm an only child, right? Like, I don't have anyone to share this with. But since you guys share the same mom, like, how can that help a group of siblings that are just now going through grief? Like what are some words of encouragement that you can give them
4: that could help?
3: I would want to say, always be there for each other. I mean, as much as like sometimes Jonathan and Tasha annoy me, or you know we all annoy each other, um. I feel like we are always there for each other, no matter what. And as much as, you know, people say like, oh, you're doing too much or you're saying too much, or just like, let them be like, you know, they can figure it out. And it's like, I, I get it to a certain extent, but I say always be there for each other. You know, I always appreciate that. I can always call Natasha or I can call Jonathan and, or Jonathan is always you know comes to us and it's like hey can you guys help me with this or all right no i got it like let me take care of that for you or even vice versa natasha i think um always being for, the, for each other but then don't be i think because we were so young we talked but we didn't talk that much i think it's always be open to and
4: yeah.
3: it's okay to like cry to one another because you're both going through the same pain and you're both going through all of that. So it's like, I think always making sure that like you're not in this alone because you have your sibling to be there with you through this process.
4: Yeah, I definitely think uh, unity Mm -hmm. is the word for sure. Um, Because honestly, you know, my older sisters always took care of me, they always made sure I was okay. And, you know, when I did start
2: grieving, you know, they were right there too. They they would tell me memories of her to cheer me up and this and that or mom would be proud of you and you know so honestly any other siblings that are out there listening to this, unity is the word. You know, just mm-hmm. cling on to your brothers and sisters. I mean, that's that's in the real world that's all you do have is family. I love you guys. I love you too.
0: Um, I I would say there's if there was, if, yeah, if siblings are going through this, I would say remember that there's no wrong way to grieve.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, spot on. And I say that because I feel like in a moment or while well, something like this is going on, it's really easy to like. And it sounds wrong, but it's really easy to kind of turn on each other too. And I think the only reason that is, is that everyone's grieving differently. Like a day that I might actually be having a good day, they could both be having bad days and I I could look at it and, or they could look at me being like, how are you so happy today? I'm so sad today. And I think there's no wrong way in feeling what you're feeling when you're going through it. And also just I I remember like during the time when it came to like going through her things like mm. I I'm someone that I don't need to hold on to every like hairbrush she had or I literally have that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> or every photo or every every single thing and I don't think that's wrong that I was I felt the right way for me to grieve was to not have everything right in front of me but Maybe for my sister and my brother, it was holding on to everything she owned, yeah. and I think just just be patient with each other, and just know that there's, like I said, there's no wrong way to grieve, and just to really just be be someone they can cry to and mm-hmm. laugh to, and to just feel all the feelings, like and let and let everyone feel their feelings. I guess is yeah, the, what it rounds it
3: up to be. I want to thank you for letting us share our story. Um I think it's pretty cool what you're doing here. And, you know, there's three of us, and I think each of us wanted to share our own little portion and what we've remembered of our mom because we were at such different stages, especially, you know, for Jonathan, because he was so younger. But, you know, I just want to thank you for giving us the platform to talk about it and to actually mm-hmm. share our side of our experience.
1: I'm grateful for the three of you for being open and honest and sharing. And um, I'm really excited to to hear how this goes and and what happens and, and who it reaches. Well, thank you guys again so much. Bye.
5: Bye. Bye.
1: Wow, 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 wow. What an episode. I'm so thankful that they opened up and shared what they went through and what they're still going through, the three of them. Um, In case you don't know, at the end of every episode, my wife and I will sit here and talk about the episode and how I'm doing and how I'm dealing with my grief, but she is still currently in Colorado, and I'm just sitting here by myself, so I'll just tell you how I'm doing. I'm still doing fine. You know I do feel like some weeks, some days, some hours are better than others, right? And I, f- I think a lot of people can agree to that. Um, but today I'm okay. I, I think I let myself be vulnerable in my thoughts and then I kind of retract, if that makes sense. So You know, if I'm having an okay day and I start thinking about my dad or see a photo or if I let something, I kind of put up these guards in a way. Like I put up a gate and I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to touch that today. I don't want to go there right now. And I think I've trained myself to do that so I don't have to be lost in those thoughts and be sad. Which doesn't sound very healthy, but at least I'm talking about it and opening up about it but I'm doing okay today. I really feel like talking to these three was eye-opening and moving. It was so, so cool to see them interact with each other and hear what they had to say to each other and how they were talking about and coming to realizations together. I thought that was really, really cool. If you've listened this far, I just want to say thank you for being part of this and listening and in hearing people's stories I really think that this can help a lot of people just sitting and listening to other people grieve and talk about death um, if you need anything at all please message the death of my podcast or email podcast at the death of my.com reach out the people around you write down in your journal how you're feeling whatever it is we're all here i want to help my wife wants to help people want to help you get through this so please reach out i love you
5: bye